Welcome to Shear Jashub, brought to you by the Church Fellowship of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the in-depth Through the Bible series entitled Heavenly Authority. So let's join my husband, Pastor Greg, as he begins the Sunday Sermon. We left off last time in 1 Samuel chapter 8 when the people asked Samuel, who was called by God, was a prophet of God, was anointed by God to be a judge all the days of his life. The people were rejecting that judgeship and they asked Samuel to make them a king, to judge them, a king just like all the nations. And it displeased Samuel that they asked for a king, so he prayed to the Lord, and the Lord said to Samuel in 1 Samuel chapter 8 and verse 7, Heed the voice of the people in all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. People did not want God to be their king. God was supposed to be the only king. They, like the nations around them, want a different king. So it was not a rejection of Samuel, it was a rejection of God. And he says in verse 8, According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even to this day, with which they have forsaken me and served other gods, so they are doing to you also. So the Lord God, we said last time, equates this request for a king to idolatry. It's just another version of worshiping something other than God, going after something other than God. The Lord says in verse 9, Now therefore heed their voice. So God's going to use their request. He will set up a system to show the need for the just king, the Messiah. So he'll use their wrong request in the right way. But he says, however, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign, rule, reign over them. And so Samuel does what the Lord says. He tells them how the king will reign and take their sons and appoint them for his chariots. And he'll appoint captains over his armies and he'll take their daughters to be perfumers and cooks and bakers. He'll take their fields and the best of their vineyards. He takes from them. He like owns them. He rules over them. He'll take a tenth of their grain and their vintage. He'll take their servants. And it says in verse 18, And you will cry out in that day because of your king, whom you have chosen for yourselves. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. You've asked for it. He's going to give it to you, and then when you cry out because you're sorry for what you ask, he will not hear you. We have to be very careful what we ask for. If we're asking in the flesh for things that are not the will of God, that's not his perfect, pleasing will, we have to be careful. Sometimes he might just allow us. Remember Balaam, right? He wants to go and curse the Israelites for profit, and God tells him not to, and Balaam keeps asking And finally, God says what? Go, right? And he sends an angel to slay Balaam on the road 
to go and curse Israel. We have to be very careful for the things we ask for. Then in verse 19, Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel, and they said, No, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. And that's where we left off last time. How the people really want someone to go out before them and fight their battles. And it relieves them of responsibility. That phrase, go out before us, the one that'll go out and take control. Now, it's similar to something we read about Joshua back in Numbers chapter 27. Let me reread that. In Numbers chapter 27, when Moses is praying for someone to replace him, and Moses was a strong leader, a strong leader in the Lord. It says that Moses spoke to the Lord, saying, Let the Lord, the God of the spirits of all flesh, set a man over the congregation who may go out before them and go in before them. You see that phrase, a leader, one that leads. And the leader takes the steps of going in first, coming out first, that the people might follow what's right. That the congregation of the Lord may not be like sheep, which have no shepherd. Remember we studied that? And the Lord said to Moses, Take Joshua the son of Nun with you, a man in whom is the Spirit, and lay your hand on him. Joshua was an anointed leader, one in whom was the Spirit. And that's the key. When the leaders, like the judges, are anointed by God, and the Spirit comes upon them, then you're trusting to the Holy Spirit's ability to direct that person. And we said the judges were temporary. Joshua did not establish a dynasty. We don't read about Joshua's sons or grandsons ruling in Joshua's place. Joshua did not rule and reign like a king. Rather, he led as a spirit-anointed leader. And it's a subtle distinction. Some people just can't see it, but it's a very important distinction. The difference between a strong, anointed leader, anointed by God's Holy Spirit, chosen by God, and a governmental king. This king is not going to go away. His children and his grandchildren are not going to go away. They're going to reign and rule by their armies, the captains of tens and thousands and hundreds, their chariots, whether they're in the grace of God or not. You know, Moses, when he sinned, God would not even allow him to go into the promised land. Even Moses would fall under God's chastisement. But when the king has this great governmental power, God will bring down kings. But the people suffer a longer time because of it. And so this monarchy is being established. It's not a leadership strong leadership anointed by God. Rather, it's a ruler, a supreme authority. And why do the people want him? We touched on this the last time. Why would the people want such a supreme authority to be even as a slave to this supreme authority? It relieves them of responsibility and fight our battles for us. He'll do it. We'll be just like the nations. We'll have this centralized strength even though God was supposed to be the strength. 
We spoke about this desire on the part of sinful human beings, human nature, to want to have responsibility taken off our shoulders and placed on somebody else. We saw it in this authority teaching, the series, with Moses. When the people told Moses at Mount Sinai, you go and hear God for us and we'll stay back here. And they knew they were too sinful to go near God. They knew they were not consecrated like Moses. So rather than changing themselves and consecrating themselves that they too could go near the presence of God, Moses, you do it. You do it for us. The desire to put the responsibility onto another. It happens in, in Christian churches. We'll have that priest or that minister. He'll do our religious duty for us. We'll go listen to a sermon, and that relieves us of our obligation. We'll do our Sunday duty, and he'll do the rest. Rather than saying every single person that comes to Jesus Christ has a ministry, has the plan of God on their lives, that God will direct them. And you can't just take the responsibility off the laity and put it on to the clergy because in God's sight, everyone's supposed to be a brother and sister in Jesus Christ called out to do his work. And it's not just in spiritual matters, in religious matters. Here they're asking for a king in a civil sense. He'll fight. He'll be strong. You fight for us. You provide for us. You make all our decisions. It also relieves the obligation of having to what? Not just do, but think. Right, when you have that one person who tells you, you do this, you do that, it relieves the obligation to think. And there's something perverse in human nature. One of the things that were made in the image of God and were so different from the animals is that we have choices to make. We don't live just by instincts. And we have the ability to see the things around us and to reason and the ability to think and to have to come to decisions, to seek God's face, to read his words, to learn from the lessons in life and to make a decision. But sometimes it's hard. Prayer is not always easy. Reading the Bible is not always easy. Learning the lessons of life is not always easy. And so it's easier to just have somebody else do it. He'll fight our battles for us. He'll provide for us. He'll make our decisions. And it sounds also like some people's opinion of government today, right? They want the government to do it all. Government fight my battles for me. I'll give you everything I have. I'll be your slave. You can take everything from me. Just provide everything I need. You make the decisions. You think for me because I can't think for myself. You do it all and I'll be your subject and life is going to be easier for me. And it's not easier because the king and the people in the government are human beings who have selfish desires many times, who more times than not are not walking in the will of God, who will give attention to the squeaky wheels, who will not always uphold justice and the downtrodden. And so the more you give to them, the more power you give to them, the more influence you give to them, the less ability, the less freedom you have to make the right decisions for yourself and your family. It's not as easy as people think it is. Rather, it's bondage. It's really a blissful ignorance and servitude to a mere man. 
Just let him take care of it. When only God was meant to be our king, we were supposed to be noble beings with God as our king. Now we make mere men as our kings. So it gives the people the ability to relieve themselves of responsibility. And it's also a false sense of security. God was supposed to fight the battle for them. And you know, when you can't see God, it's a lot easier to the human being to see this one man who's all dressed up in armor and splendor with all his troops and his armies around him and say, well, we're protected now, we have a king. It's a false sense of security. It's more difficult to some humans in their nature to trust God to be the surrounder. Now, we read in the book of Judges how time after time God delivered them supernaturally, and he would send judges to lead them, and he would cause miracles to happen. But in the natural self, in the natural being, it's easier to see this king as the central power of our nation and to trust in him, even as today, many times we trust in our weaponry and our technology, and we forget in our country that the main protector we have is the Lord God. And if we turn from him in this nation, all that might and all that power could be brought to naught in an instant. We love to hear from our radio family to know if our program has helped you in your walk with the Lord. All correspondence should be mailed to Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. on Sunday at the Madison Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jeshub.